You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Moving on then, Isaiah Pacheco gets the start, but it's clearly still running back by committee. We got our wish. Did we like what we saw? Yeah. I mean, what's not to like, right? I mean, here's the thing. Andy still didn't run the ball. Uh, could you imagine me complaining about that after they put up 44 points and Patrick Mahomes was dominant? No, I'm good. Um, 14 carries between the two running backs and then McColl's two rushes, which were all pretty effective. So let's call those 16. And Jarek McKinnon had a couple more. So they gave the ball 18 times to the running backs. They technically ran it 21 times, but I want to make it clear that those are because uh, Chad Henney knelt three times. So let's 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 let those go for now. Um, he was what we thought. He runs with a full head of steam directly downhill. I think I thought he missed a chance to cut to the outside on one. I don't care. Um, I will take that trade off because unlike any other back that they have rolled out there this year, he just runs hard and fast. And Nick, as much as we talked about Clyde Edwards-Alaire run from last week where it seemed like he should have gotten the edge on a one-yard, a two-yard gain, and didn't get there. He got tripped up, didn't break the tackle. Do you see? It ended up being a holding call. It had nothing to do with Isaiah Pacheco getting to the edge and running for 10 yards. Because that really happened. He beat his guy to the edge. He got around the corner, and he did it. To me, I saw what I wanted to see at Pacheco, enough to want to see it again next week, which I think is or two weeks from now because of the bye, which I think is the most important. Yeah, I think... Nobody was naive enough to think that all of a sudden they were just going to hand the backfield to Pacheco and that he was going to give 15 carries or 15 touches even. Like, you know, this is always going to be by committee. And you look at the, the breakdown of his snap count. Once again, Jarek McKinnon still outsnapped all the backs. He had 23. Pacheco had 18. Clyde had 17. That was kind of what we said, wasn't it? That you didn't need to see Pacheco dominate touches or dominate in snaps. You just wanted to see it a little bit more competitive with he and Clyde because we knew he wasn't competing with McKinnon. No, nobody's competing with McKinnon, quite frankly. He's their third down back. He is their pass catching back because they trust him so much to be a pass blocker. So that makes him kind of on his own level. All we wanted to see was, okay, there's clearly, from a talent standpoint, from a value, what value do you bring to our offense? There's not much of a gap, if any, between Clyde and Pacheco. We want the, the snap count to represent that. And that's what we saw today. I, and again, I think that the one-two punch I mentioned earlier is what was nice about it. Pacheco was a grinder, right? He averaged what he has been averaging all year, which is better than five yards a carry. So he was great in his moments. He had some long runs and some short ones. But, you know, when it, it all bore itself out, all year he's been averaging five yards a carry. Tonight he averaged five yards a carry. But it made Clyde look better. Like the running game looked better. With him first, the hammer, then Clyde next, McKinnon sprinkled in, using McColl where you want. Like, it, it made it all just kind of 
function better. Like I, and it's one game, so I'm not going to try to pretend to you that that like okay, we're good. But it 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 reinforced what we have been asking for. We asked for this because we thought it could be better. I'll be honest. I we asked. I think maybe it was this podcast. Maybe it was a show in Kansas City. Doesn't matter. I got asked, hey, so we're doing all this. We're talking about Pacheco. Anyone think they actually do it? And I think my thought was, no. This is one of those things I asked for but don't get. I don't know whatever Christmas present you wanted as a kid that you were determined to get never came around. That's what it felt like with Pacheco. We'd be waiting till week 14 still wondering whether or not he would get there. Like, no, I don't think they're actually going to do it. I just want to say it out loud because it's what I want. And give it to me. And I didn't think that that was going to happen. And instead, they actually right away go to Pacheco as the starting back. What more could we ask for? Do you guys think that we'll see him as the starter from here on out? Yeah, I think that's it. I think once you make that transition to starting a seventh round rookie from your first round pick a few years ago, I think you've made Cody, it. do you hear yourself? Do you, you just laid out all the reasons why we should never believe what we see with <laughs> You're like, is it? It's Pacheco's team now. Problem solved. I didn't mean he, like he's just going to be like 30 carries a game and Clyde gets two. I just think he'll return the kick and then the first handoff will also go to him. I still think there's going to be days where we go, wait a minute, did Pacheco play today? Oh, no. God, I hope that those times are different. Come on. Like, we know Andy Reid well enough at this point. Oh, you're probably right. Can it, I think he, he absolutely looked like RB1 out there. You know what's stupid? It's like, sure, yeah. Is a, God, you like, you think that as an adult, you like, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty skeptical. I don't believe them. Earlier in this podcast, I said the Chiefs were full of shit on something that they clearly were about Pacheco, but I still let Andy Reid fool me. I thought all week, all week, I'm like, oh man, Trip McDuffie's going to play back in the secondary. And then Friday, Andy said, we'll see. And I was like, what? Oh, oh wait. What'd you say? What was that? Wait, hold on. All week he was practicing, and you told me on Monday that if he practiced, he could play. And then on Friday, he hit the we'll see, and I was like, oh, no. Oh, oh no. Something's, something's afoot. <laughs> why, <laughs> why did I see this coming? I still let teams fool me, Nick. Not Frank Clark, but I'll still let Andy get me, I guess. Who knew? All right, we're going to move on to our winners and losers of the game. Who wants to go first? I mean, there's, there are a lot of choices in this one, but I'll, I'll take MVS because the deep passing game was a real concern of mine. It just, and I don't think it's unfair, but it was a real concern of mine because it just didn't exist and they weren't really trying it. And to see that exist in their offense made it all work again. I think it's what may, makes the back shoulder throws to Juju work. They did some things in the game today. This is almost like I almost gave my winner to Andy Reid. They did some things in the game they hadn't called this year. Back shoulder throws 20 yards down the field didn't exist in this offense. Deep throws didn't exist in this offense. And Andy was just pulling out all the new stuff. Like he had it all going again. We're going deep. And I think a lot of it came down to protection. The deep throws might not have been Mahomes. It might not have been talent. On both of those MVS throws, Patrick Mahomes had all day. Hell, the only deep pass he completed today that he didn't have all day, he threw a lollipop up to Travis Kelsey in the middle of the field who caught it. So that was the only one I remember him getting hit on, and he was throwing it to Kelsey, so the rules don't apply. MVS is my winner because I wanted a deep passing game, and they had it. And quietly, MVS is, I mean, I don't have to run the numbers right now. I can do it here in a second, but 
I think quietly MVS is on pace for like 900 yards, which is better than he's ever been at wide receiver. And I thought we had kind of firmly settled into him just kind of being who he was. Uh, my winner is Call of Duty. The video. Game. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a good one. So everybody, <laughs> everybody on Twitter this week saying, you know what? I'm tired of these Call of Duty commercials. They're too long. I'm tired of seeing it every Sunday. You bite your tongue because after the game, Juju Smith-Schuster, when asked about developing chemistry with Patrick Mahomes, said that on Friday, he, Mahomes, Kelsey, and MVS all went and played uh, Call of Duty Warzone together and that they Ooh. won three straight games, which is very difficult to do, he added. And that he said that that moment and playing video games and saying like, hey, there's somebody behind you. Hey, let's move up to the second floor. Hey, let's do this. Hey, let's do that. The communication <laughs> they put on display on Call of Duty translated to their high-octane performance on Sunday in Santa Clara. So you know what? For all the knocks that we have against video games, Sunday showed why they still are, are, are an invaluable piece of society because they fueled the Chiefs to a victory. And yet, Whatever yet they got to do. And this is another point that elite quarterbacks can just do things other ones can. Call of Duty bad for Kyler Murray makes him terrible. <laughs> Call of Duty fantastic for Patrick Mahomes <laughs> makes him great. By the way, Patrick Mahomes was asked about it and he was very he was very careful to point out like I'm not very good and I don't play very often. I don't have time to play very <laughs> often. But I have <laughs> night on Friday because the last thing he wanted to do was get the Kyler treatment. <laughs> They're never going to put it in his contract. I'll tell you that much, so it doesn't matter. Kayla, who's yours? Uh, my winner is our wide receivers. Juju led in yards at 124 with a touchdown MBS. Three receptions for 111 yards. We finally got to see some deep balls. And then McColl, the first wide receiver in the Super Bowl era with two-plus rushing touchdowns and a reception touchdown in a single game. None of that had Tyreek Hill in there, by the way. So I, felt, I finally felt good about the wide receivers. McColl out Deboing Debo Samuels. Impressive. Yeah. Like, I know you guys like to hand it off to your running back, but what if I just did it and better than you today? <laughs> by the way, I looked it up. MVS is on pace for 896 yards, by the way. He Ooh. was never better than like a 730-yard receiver in Green Bay. So it, it's early, and I don't know that those numbers will hold because he's coming off. I'm choosing the peak time to give you those numbers. I don't think he'll come off 111 yards in his next start. But from a wide receiver perspective, Kayla, I mean, you're right. He had zero catches for zero yards in their last game, and he's still on pace for 896. I mean, it's boom or bust, just like it was in Green Bay, but maybe there's more boom? I like what I saw today. I know that. Are we going to do our losers? Um, so I don't think anybody... Uh, I, I, well, I don't know. Sky more in the punt game is <laughs> it's certainly a, it's, it's, it's certainly a, a conversation in there, but for the first time, I don't want to give a loser to cheese. Cause I thought they played their best game of the year. Okay. And, wow. Great. And so I will give my loser to someone who's vastly overrated and Nick knows exactly what I'm going for. Jimmy G who made an absolutely miserable pick on the goal line and is hugely overrated in his career and showed all of that today. And it, may, it warms my heart. As someone who is constantly ridiculing Jimmy G for his terrible play, it felt good to see it once again in action. <laughs> he made he had one good drive in which he got pressure to bunts and made some passes, and then other than that, he was awful. I'd just like the record to show Cody has a vendetta against a track. 
He, <laughs> hates, <laughs> he hates the most are Jimmy Garoppolo and Derek. Brady. Oh, oh, first first okay. of all, Jimmy G is significantly more attractive than Jeter. Let's just establish that now. This is not the point of the conversation. <laughs> I'm just saying there's levels of handsomeness, too. I also think Derek Jeter's handsomeness is overrated, just like his play. I would agree with you. Okay. Uh, my wow. loser my loser from uh, today's game is everybody in the AFC. No, you know what? Everybody in the NFL, other than the Chiefs and the Bills, because those are the only two teams who have a chance at winning the Super Bowl. That's it. So the loser, I literally have that in my notes. The Bills didn't play today. <laughs> the Chiefs dominated the best defense or the second best defense in the NFL. So the real loser is the other 30 teams because they had to watch that and said, well, I guess we're just playing for second place because you don't have a chance. There are, there are the Chiefs and the Bills, however you want to do tiers, and then everybody else. The Chiefs in a rebuild year, Nick. How do you think that feels for the other teams? <laughs> Couldn't agree more. Um, my loser is when you guys hear America's Game of the Week, what does that sound like? Uh, Chiefs, I would say this. Chiefs against one of the better NFC teams is probably in the ranking. If it's not a Cowboys game, then yeah, probably the Chiefs, one of the best teams in the NFL. Okay, well, unfortunately, not all Americans get to watch America's Game of the Week. I <laughs> once again found out because the local CBS or Fox affiliate, by the way, this is not a knock on Fox. I used to work for Fox. I love Fox. But this is a knock on LA, thinking that we would rather watch Chargers Seahawks than that game in Santa Clarita. American Game of the Chargers Week should be available to all Americans. That is my loser. Who? 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 Just who? <sighs> who was pining for Seahawks Chargers today? You you show me the cross-section of that fan in California. Just the dying irony. to watch that one. There's the probably irony. a bigger Chiefs fan base here than Chargers, to be honest. My the, brother Chiefs, the Chargers fan base in L.A. is very small. My brother-in-law is from L.A. His family's from L.A. All his family still lives there. He has three brothers. None of them are Chargers fans. Zero. <laughs> I don't know a Chargers fan. I don't. I don't know one single Chargers fan. They're all either Broncos or Raiders fans. They just pick a team from somewhere else. We're you know what's funny? That team, though. It's like, they're so quiet as a fan base. I feel like the only people I see people mock on Twitter is that one guy. It's like, it's not like a bunch of Chargers fans that all of Chiefs Twitter makes fun of. It's just that, like, Viva LeChuck guy. I've never seen another Chargers account come through on Twitter. It's just that one. Oh, Kayla, I'm sorry you had to find means in which to watch that game because it feels <laughs> like... Cody came through, thank you. <laughs> it's fine, we got through it. And actually, for the first half, I was not kicked out once, and then the second half, I was kicked out again, like, every four minutes. It's By fine. then, it was a beatdown, so don't worry. Yeah, but Nick, just to your point, after this game, I feel very confident in saying that it's the Bills who are the only team in the way for the Chiefs, and other than that, it's just going to be self-infliction. So... I feel good after this game. Which is still think, a possibility, but it's a nice yeah. feeling. Yes. We all feel good. We're going into the bye week. So that's exciting. We know how Andy Reid is after buys. Um, and that's going to do it for us on this Monday podcast. Thank you, always, as always, for listening to It's Always Game Day in Kansas City. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcast. That is Nick Schwartz. He is Cody Tap. I'm Kayla Canaram. Hope you all have a great Monday, and we will be back with you on Wednesday.